Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm Larry Wydell, and let's get started. Hello, everybody. It's an exciting afternoon. We get a chance to talk to my good friend, Vignesh Kumar. He is one of the premier internet marketing experts in the world today, working with all of the major companies you have heard of, and he is one of the top two, three people with Neil Patel, who is a legendary internet marketer, and on to many other businesses. You can find him on the web, and uh, Vignesh and I started working together uh, two, three years ago, and we just hit it off. He was helping me do, put together my webinar course that we're finishing up about Serial Winner, and we developed a bond. We've been talking once a week this whole time, and I've been able to pass on some things to Vignesh that made a difference with him, and he's been able to pass on tons of great insight and idea that we needed to really help me frame my message, focus the message. And so it's been a lot of fun for both of us because it's fun to win. It's fun to improve. It's fun to be productive. It's fun to take more and more control of your situation and to get bigger and better results. And when you get people that are highly motivated, that have had some success, and they're talking about great ideas, some amazing refinements and clarity can emerge, and that's been kind of the story story of Vignesh and I working together. So, Vignesh, thanks for taking the time to join us here on the uh, Million Dollar Mastermind podcast. Thank you for having me, Larry. It is super exciting to be here. Absolutely. And uh, you want to jump right into this thing. You and I have thrown a bunch of ideas back and forth. It's always interesting for me to hear the ideas Mm -hmm. that have stuck, the ideas that have made a difference, and to hear it. When people grab Mm -hmm. these ideas and use them, wind up Mm -hmm. uh, finding applications and insights you know, you, you did, nobody can think all of this stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. you've grabbed these things and made them yours and implemented them into hundreds of different locations. So uh, I mm-hmm. think people would like to hear some of these concepts have been useful for you, probably be useful for them, if indeed they want to refine their thinking and activity and put themselves in a position where they'd have a shot at the million dollar income. Mm-hmm. So, uh, of course, Larry. So let them have it there, Vignesh. Okay. Um, so just to give you a quick insight of what I do on an everyday basis, I work with eight-figure businesses that do over $10 million plus a year, market leaders, celebrities, you name it. I worked with anyone, everyone you can think of. I've sold printers to Facebook. I worked with Montel Williams. You you name it, I have done that. And that's one of the things I've done. Now, one of the biggest uh, lights in my life, Larry, I would say is you. You have been a really great mentor to me in terms of a lot of different personal 
issues. Uh, you know, you, you even helped me in certain different times in the last two years or so, which I am truly grateful for. Uh, I don't know a lot of people who can basically show up and say, hey, uh, you know, I have, you know, four point six billion dollars or so under management in my you know funds i don't know a lot of those people in my life you know you're one of the few people who have that distinction so anything you say i take with the utmost uh, respect and reverence so that's kind of what i've done here uh and what i've done is i've taken a couple of things i've learned from you over the last you know, two or three years, and I've kind of put the best of those ideas down. You know, we've had a lot of, you know, conversations over the past, but I, uh, these ideas really stuck out to me, like, you know, like a, you know, diamond in the rough, and I just want to walk uh, some folks through it on the call so they can hear it as well, and if they find value in that, that's great. So, uh, first idea uh, I would say is you've taught me is, uh, we live life on an incline, and you are either moving upward, uh, but automatically you're always moving, you know, down. So you're you're either like forcefully moving yourself up, or you're slowly sliding back down. And sliding back down requires no effort whatsoever, but rowing forward and moving forward requires a tremendous amount of effort. And success is not guaranteed, but failure is guaranteed. <laughs> And uh, if you aren't going for something big and you aren't going upward, uh, yeah, your life is going to slowly deteriorate. And as you've taught me in the past, which is uh, if you're not growing, you're dying. And uh, I prefer growing every single time. So uh, that is uh, the first big lesson I would say that uh, that stuck with me uh, because that was, uh, shall we say, it, it put things into perspective for me because no one ever had told me how that's how life works in the past. You know what I mean? Like that is one of those key distinctions that I have never heard before. So that was uh, the big one, right, uh, for you. Any well, thoughts thing, on that, the, Larry? The, yeah, the thing is that we live life on an incline. We don't live life on flat ground. And either you're mm -hmm. going to keep your foot on the accelerator and push yourself forward, mm -hmm. or you're go if you go neutral, you'll roll back downhill. You know, the only thing guaranteed in life is failure if you don't make the effort to have success. You know, what goes up will come down unless you make sure it doesn't come down. And the only thing we're guaranteed when we start any month is that we're going to have a slump. We're going to be disappointed. You know, if we don't, if we don't make sure things happen the way we want them to happen, uh, they'll go sour, sour, you know, and the weeds will grow in the yard. You know, you'll, all the mm -hmm. money will somehow disappear out of your bank account if you don't keep uh, controls in mm -hmm. place. And so when you're working, I know for you, working with, uh, as chief marketing officer with uh, Neil, the, uh, and you're dealing with these companies, they want to grow. They want uh, – they have to grow. People sell the stock. they got to grow every quarter, mm -hmm. meet those projections. And when you can go in and time and time again help mm -hmm. these monster clients increase revenues by eight mm -hmm. figures, all of a sudden you become a valuable person in their lives. And that's one reason why uh, people can't get a hold of you, you know, because – you guys are so productive, and you're well well known inside that 
all of those industries. And for people who mm-hmm. don't know, you're in, you're in, you and I work together, but you're in, uh, I'm usually in the East Coast. Sometimes I'm out in Colorado and Aspen, but you are pretty much based out of Copenhagen. Is that right? Um, yeah, I'm, I have two houses, uh, pretty much that I move back and forth from. So I have one in Germany, right? Uh, where there is an apartment there. And then my main office is in Tonder, Denmark, pretty much. And I travel to Copenhagen, uh, often for numerous reasons, but yes, it's, uh, it's one, uh, it's a crazy lifestyle for lack of better words, but yeah, it's fun. And of course, I think Neil's out based out in California, so you're on Pacific time most of the time. But uh, yeah. that's that's the world we operate in. And you're not you, the the point is you're not limited by time zones mm-hmm. where you live, and uh, mm-hmm. you pretty much design the life you want to live if you've got your thinking organized. And uh, uh, the first first thing to get clear is that uh, you got to be you got to be proactive in life. You got to stand up for yourself. People are not going to naturally praise you and promote you and give you raises. People are going to forget about you, or they're going to beat you down, and they're going to uh, cut you down. You know, you got to stand up for yourself. You got to make a name for yourself. You got to establish yourself, and you got to keep doing it, just like all these companies do, because uh, it's life is a race, and you figured you have figured that out, haven't you? It's not just plodding along if you want to get ahead you've got to race mm-hmm. you've got to pick up the tempo you got to put yourself if you want to be in front of mm-hmm. the crowd you got to put yourself in front of the crowd and uh yep. you slow down they'll just run over you and trample you you know and uh yeah personal you just get in their way pretty much larry one thing i've noticed is uh, i heard this quote somewhere i believe from a famous rapper uh they basically said yeah what i do is really hard but if I stop doing it, there's a billion people who will replace me tomorrow morning. So I have to really stay up on top. Otherwise, I get replaced. I get slowly fade out of the, you know, the blue, and no one will remember me. So, yeah, uh, I completely agree with you on that, Larry. And we're going to do some of these other concepts. We should, we should let people know how your life has changed from getting involved in this and applying these concepts. You know, you're working mm-hmm. with me to help me get organized to present the uh, the webinar course, but uh, from hearing all this stuff and the long conversations you and I have had, mm-hmm. you instantly, that's, this whole thing, great ideas don't care who use them, and once you hear a great idea, you apply it to your life, you're going to get the same benefits other people have gotten from it, and mm-hmm. that's that's very exciting to know you can change your life by what you think about, what your fundamentals are that you adopt, how you're going to organize your activity, your focus, what you're going to make as your priorities. But how has your life, how have you moved up? Tell people how you have moved up in this short period of time that you and I have known each other and uh, been working together. Of course, Larry. So first thing I would say is uh, I am a student of marketing. So I wouldn't call myself a master of marketing, even though I've been kind of doing it for 13 years and, you know, helped numerous businesses to grow dramatically. Sometimes, you know, some grow from nothing to like, you know, uh, three, four million dollars a year. Sometimes they go from 
uh, shall we say, like one or two million to like hitting the Inc. 500 and 15, 16 million in a year. Sometimes we've taken businesses, double them in six months. Like we've done all of those things. And the biggest reason we're able to do those things is because, not because I'm, you know, this magical person, uh, even though I like to think so, but that n- is not the case, which is mostly what do you end up doing? And the thing that I do every day is marketing. I end up marketing and it has high leverage. Marketing is one of those places where you can pretty much change a couple things here and there, and you can see two times, 10 times, 20 times the result that you were getting before without changing anything else. For example, if you wanted to grow a business through supply chains or whatever the case may be, that would require maybe three years of management, getting new equipment, all that kind of stuff. But with marketing, you just come in, you change up a couple things, you change up the messaging or the way the offer is presented and so on and so forth, and the conversion rate increases. So you get more customers for the same cost the business had before. right? And that's one of the big reasons I've been able to you know, move up in the last two or three years. Now, uh, two or three years ago, I would say one of the things that I lacked, which I have the perspective now is uh, in terms of doing something and doing something with distinction. For example, Larry, you and I were talking a couple, um, you know, a while ago about a friend of yours who said, hey, I want to make $10 million and I'm going to do this one massive, huge event and I'm going to make that my life's mission to make that one event happen. And you you have mentioned that, you know, you said something to the tune of, hey, instead of trying to build this one big event, try to have a event every six weeks for the next 10 years. You will not only make that $10 million, but you will end up making way more than $10 million, and you will have a lifestyle that's super sustainable and you will actually, you know, be successful. And I was like, taken aback by that when the first time I heard that. Huh, that's, uh, that's really interesting. And another thing that you had also mentioned was, you know, I like to tell people a concept one time and I expect them to do that a couple of thousand times and that's when they will see the huge result. They have to do it until they win, shall we say. So I took that to heart and I actually applied that in the marketing I would say, for, for the clients and the projects and the, and the campaigns that I do on a day-to-day basis, right? I have, I have great reverence for marketing in terms of what it can do, how valuable it is, and so on. But one of the things that, you know, that really helped hone in, like, my reverence for marketing was this idea of taking marketing and applying it thousands of times to thousands of businesses. And when you do that, the results just compound, you know, and case study after case study just shows up. And that's one of the ways that I've applied that in my life, Larry. So, yeah. Yeah, pretty good stuff. And you've moved up. How have you moved up to the ranks at Neil Patel's monster organization? Um, I would say when I joined, I joined as associate VP, associate vice president, right, uh, for the company, and I was like basically <laughs> just being tested out. Uh, I've done a lot of campaigns since then, and now I am chief marketing officer for Nils Holding Company, which holds a lot of companies uh, that people may have heard of, right, in this space. And all of it happened because I was a uh, reverent executor of marketing and doing it 
thousands of times and taking the time and effort to actually do that and not lose focus and do a lot of different things, right? So that's what I would say. And when you do that, when you can perform, you can get things done, you make yourself incredibly valuable out there in the marketplace because everybody's looking for people who can help them win. And uh, mm-hmm. the, I'm looking at your, some of your slides. The, e, the revenue in uh, e-commerce is uh, huge. Yeah. So uh, this year alone, Larry, actually, uh, for example, if you go back to in the same slide that we're looking at, uh, it's basically just a slide about, uh, you know, how much e-commerce revenue has grown over the years. In 2014, the total Internet revenue of e-commerce was about $1.4 trillion, which is pretty high, right? It's pretty high, comparatively speaking. But in seven years, in 2018, that number has gone to $2.8 trillion. So it's more than doubled in the matter of, you know, in the last four years or so. So 2014, it was 1.4. Now it's 2.8 in 2018, right? And it's projected to go to $4.5 billion by 2021, meaning there is huge exponential growth there in e-commerce. Now, that's interesting. Now, let's put that into context for a second, right? So what is, you know, 4.5 you know, trillion in the next, you know, uh, three years or so mean? Well, uh, if you look at the United States GDP right now, it's $20 trillion, United States GDP. Two point, you know, uh, 2.8 trillion is... 10% of that, actually more than 10% of that. 4.5 is going to be more than 20. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing, right? And there's a lot of growth opportunities there. Uh, and if you position yourself in a really positive way in the right place, it's going to have huge impact on your life over the next two, three, five, ten 10 years, right? Because that's, that's how the internet and e-commerce is growing right now, and that's why you see tech companies uh, grow so high. For example, if you look at the stock market right now, uh, it, if you've seen the growth happen in the last two years or three years or so, what you'll see is that most of the growth has come from FANG stocks, meaning Facebook, Amazon, Google, you know, Netflix. Those are the companies, those internet-based e-commerce businesses are the ones that are growing the most and they're actually dragging up the entire stock market along with them, which is uh, huge if you think about it, you know? So that's kind of what I would say. And uh, the biggest opportunity right now, Larry, in terms of like where things stand is not only learning marketing, but also applying marketing in the, you know, e-commerce or tech space. Right? So taking your marketing skill and applying it in the tech space gives you massive leverage because that's where all of it is. That's where the most value is right now uh, from an economical standpoint of where things are at. Yeah, and the, the, the takeaway for people listening to that is if you want to make big income, you're serious about wanting to make a million dollar a month and more income, you've got to get in a growth industry. You know, e-commerce is growing, but obviously if it's only 
10, 15, 20% of the market. There's a lot of other stuff growing out there too. And so make mm-hmm. sure you're in a growth industry, not a stale industry. Get, make sure you're in a growth company, a growth niche to where when the growth happens, uh, it's going to happen to everybody in that. And then if you work hard and you have a little strategy about how you work to where you can make yourself more effective, you can get the biggest bang for the buck, the biggest growth inside that thing. But it's kind of like if you want to get to shore and you're out there in the ocean, find a wave that you can draft off of. And growing industries, growing companies, uh, it's that's right the sweet spot of how you can multiply your efforts. But you can't get in a dead company in a dead industry or a dying industry and expect expect to explode your income. So take a look hard at where you're putting your energy in and the industry you're learning and the skills you're developing. And uh, mm-hmm. if you have to make a if you have to make a shift, make it now, because the sooner you make that shift over to something that's going to have bigger potential, the quicker you can start getting those skills, contacts, experience. So take a hard, honest, realistic look at where you're working, what your industry is, and uh, see if that's where uh, that's going to give you the potential that you are looking for. So let's, let's touch on uh, – we've got to move through a bunch of these things. You want to touch on, is there anything else you want to touch on that you keyed in uh, uh, that might be useful and, and used for yourself to move up that might be useful to other people? Yes. Uh, this is the last concept that I, I really take to heart, Larry, that you had mentioned in one of your calls in the past. Uh, that one was about basically pushing to implement or execute the things that work and even though you don't see them, see the result of it immediately, you will eventually see them. If you devote all your time doing it, if you kind of do it over and over again and focus on the high-value opportunities and do it over an extended period of time, what will end up happening is the results will start showing up. The same thing uh, happens uh, pretty much for when you do bad things as well. Like when you might do something or you might you know, take up maybe smoking, the results don't show up immediately. They show up over a long period of time, right? Same way, when you start doing the right things and doing them over and over again, uh, they eventually show up and they're amazing when they do show up. So that's one huge thing that I've learned. So every day I wake up and I look at this thing, which is, pushing to execute the things that I know work, and I will do it all of my time doing it, and I will basically do it over and over again, and I will make sure to reprioritize, look at the highest value opportunities, focus on them, and keep working on them. And I know for a fact, maybe I won't see the light at the end of the tunnel like today, or maybe the next day, or this week, or maybe even next month, but it will show up. And when it does show up, uh, everything becomes clear, I've noticed. <laughs> and uh, everyone congratulates you. They say, hey, you've done a great thing. When you're actually executing, uh, they won't really want to tell you anything. They basically just let you do your thing. But when the results show up, you know, everyone knows that you've been doing the right thing uh, all this time and all along. So it, it, it feels really good to have those results. And yeah, that's one of the things I learned from you. Uh, in the past, I used to be like, hey, let me do this. Let me see if I get the result in the next five minutes or the next 10 minutes. Now, I just don't focus on the result. I just focus on working on the right things in the right order and make sure I do it with the 
reverence and care and respect that it deserves. And I just let the results uh, come when they come because I know they will. And when they do show up, it is uh, pretty good, <laughs> I would say. So, yes. Well, there's always lessons to learn from studying success. And uh, do you, you have some examples here that you want to talk about of success stories mm-hmm. out there for marketing where you can multiply your impact and uh, mm-hmm. uh, by positioning yourself and think things. It, it's good to just be aware of the biggest things that happen out there and start mm-hmm. thinking seriously about yourself where you can position yourself mm-hmm. to have these things happen to you rather than just finding a job, keeping your head down and working hard and hoping it will happen. A lot of it has to do with positioning yourself and um, Mm -hmm. some of that can help by just getting aware of what's out there. And because, you know, once we get through this thing, I I want you to, let's go through and show them some of these, but then I want you to, I want to ask you some questions about the kinds of things these entrepreneurs that you work with that have success, things they have mm-hmm. problems with in terms of continuing to grow and develop, and I think that can help everybody. But let's, let's run through some of these uh, success stories that you want people to be aware of. Okay, so let's talk about this. So I call this exercise uh, the power of marketing. So a lot of people don't really know the power of something unless someone explains it to them. So I want to just take a quick second to walk people through in terms of how powerful is marketing when you actually do it correctly. So I have a couple examples of this. So the first person uh, whose name is Damien Hurst, he is one of the, he's the financially, uh, let's just say he's one of the most successful financial artists who've ever lived in terms of like, if you look at them financially, he is pretty much the most successful artist who's living right now, for lack of better words. And his net worth uh, is about $350 million. Uh, you, can, you guys can Google this. Uh, uh, Damien Hurst, uh, he's worth $350 million. Now, uh, one of his claims to fame is something called uh, the spot painting. So you can Google this again, spot painting, Damien Hurst, and you'll see what I'm talking about. So spot paintings are one of those things which is basically just a white canvas okay, with different colored spots on it. Okay, It's nothing magical, just different color spots on it. And it's made, uh, rumor has it that it's made from house paint, you know what I mean? And uh, rumor has it that Damien Hurst doesn't even make those paintings. It's basically just his you know, assistants asymmetrically placing those spots in different uh, places. Right? And uh, uh, one of the things that will, uh, one of the things that work really well for him is that uh, each of these spot paintings uh, has been sold for over a million dollars each. Uh, the highest one that he has sold is something called methamphetamine, which I think sold for over $5 million. Uh, and it was one of the most expensive uh, uh, living artist paintings uh, sold, right? And the kicker is that he sold over, give or take, 1,200 pieces of spot paintings at different prices. Not all of them went for a million dollars, but a good chunk of them went for a million or more than a million dollars. Right, and that's just 
the first example. Now, I have a lot more weirder examples, Larry. It, it goes on, which is uh, uh, so the second person I'm going to talk about is Jeff Koons. Uh, Jeff Koons is an artist who's also a really successful living artist, you know, and he's done series of pieces, series of art pieces, and they've been successful and so on. One of the things that he's done is called the balloon dog. He's actually done four balloon dogs. Uh, one of those balloon dogs actually was sold uh, pretty much for $58.4 million. It's basically a big orange chrome balloon dog. And each one is owned by like a hedge fund billionaire, uh, you know, who's big. And when I saw that, I'm like, huh, this is interesting. Uh, there, there might be something to this art marketing thing, right? Uh, after I heard and got into that a little bit. Now, uh, the thing that happened afterwards was like uh, some guy actually, an unknown artist, uh, pretty much was like, huh, maybe there's something in these balloon docks. So what he did was he actually put a parody balloon dock. He created a parody balloon dock of Jeff Koons' actual balloon dock. And he put it outside like a museum. And what ended up happening was they actually took that uh, parody balloon dock and they sold that for a million dollars. I was like, huh, there, there's something to this here. So I went and did some more research, right? And what I found was there's a couple other pieces that sold for really high prices, right? One of the one of the pieces was uh, Ointment Six. Uh, it sold for uh, 43.8 million dollars. It's basically a big blue sheet of paper, and with a you know line in the middle uh, made from white white house paint, pretty much, and that sold for like. $43 million. The next one was basically called, uh, next one I found was a really, you know, uh, a ridiculous one. Next one was uh, called Black Fire One. It sold for $84.2 million. It's basically a black sheet of paper and a blue sheet of paper <laughs> in the middle of the canvas with the, with the artist's name on the right. And I was like, huh. And then finally, this is the kicker, Larry. Uh, you know, this is the... Uh, the best one I've ever found, which is called, uh, it's by Robert Ryman. It's pretty much just a white canvas, and that's it. There's nothing there. It's basically white canvas. It has different colors, and the sales, uh, you know, the marketing for that goes something like this. If you look at Robert's painting right here, it has different shades of white, which somehow signify the different shades that life has. And, uh, I don't know how people can find meaning in a white canvas and pay $15 million for that. But yes, that white canvas, Larry, sold for $15 million uh, in auction. And I was like, huh, that is interesting. Now, my question to everyone here is, who here sells something more valuable than a white, 